Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Motherfucking mini-episode. Mini-episode. Motherfucking mini-episode. Yup, 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 there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove the theories that you, the listener, have at home. It's a mini episode, bitch, did I not say that up top? Did I fuck around and just say it was a regular episode? Well, guess what, you dumb sluts? It ain't. It's a motherfucking mini episode. And like all mini episodes, we do it the same every single time. We talk to the people. We put our ear to the streets and we find out what's happening in your neck of the woods. And today's episode, this is an exciting one because it's coming from a neck of the woods I ain't never even been to, you know? This is coming from a neck of the woods I ain't never even been close to. I've been kind of close, but not anywhere in the in, in the actual country that this is coming from. And it's exciting. I'm excited that this person is a listener. I'm excited that they sent me this email. I'm going to read it to you guys now because it's coming. They came with a conspiracy theory that not only had I never heard of, but but I'm not sure any of my listeners who do not hail from this particular region will have heard of. And that that's some fun shit. So here we go. Uh, this person said, I want to say it right, Niage Langston, Niage. They, they tell me how to pronounce it in the actual uh, email, but they said, Niage Langston, my name is Wangari. 
I'm a freelance writer from Kenya. I listen to your podcast from Nairobi. I love it. I like how you tackle taboo subjects. No fear, no apology, no shame. I should have some shame, but I don't have any shame. Your research findings are interesting and quite informative. Overall, your podcast has me laughing every time. Well, that's very sweet of you, Wangari, but let's get to the meat and potatoes here. Get off my dick, Wangari. Let's get to the work. And they said, Wangari said, I have a conspiracy theory. My mama told me if I wear or have anything red near me during a rainstorm, I will be struck down by lightning. In fact, I can recall when I was young, there was El Nino rains in Kenya. And for that whole season, I stayed away from anything red. I didn't want to call lightning upon myself or those who I was in contact with. This theory slash superstition troubled me for a while. I thought people who live in houses with red walls and gates must be experts on how to deal with lightning because they are so frequently struck. Langston, have you heard of this one? What do you think? Great job with the podcast. I hope one day you will come do comedy, do a comedy show in Kenya. I will be among the first people to buy the tickets. Well, Wangari, uh, if there's comedy in Kenya, I'll come do the shit. And no, I haven't heard of this goofy <laughs> Goofy superstition. It's a wild one, Wangari. This is not something I have to assume many Americans have heard of, and and certainly not not in my neck of the woods. But it's exciting. I like learning about new cultures and new shit that feels like nonsense, but probably is rooted in a type of logic that makes sense from where for where you're from. Much in the way that a lot of the bullshit that we circulate in America makes sense to us, and I'm sure in other countries people go, "What the, what is wrong with y'all?" I have to assume you you guys spend a lot of time saying what is wrong with y'all in regards to American culture, because boy, oh boy, are we not doing it correctly? You know, at its core, there's no way we're fucking nailing it in terms of representing any culture out in the world. But Wangari, I took some time to research your quote unquote conspiracy theory. And I think it's closer to probably a superstition, but it has conspiratorial elements to it. And so I did some research and and let's talk about it. This Wangari was a hard one to even find basic information about, if I'm being honest, as it it's so illogical that there aren't even a, a ton of articles debunking it. A lot of times there are at least articles being like, no, stupid, that's not real. There aren't even that many articles saying this isn't real. To be clear, uh, part of the reason that that isn't the case is because lightning is in no way attracted to any color. Lightning doesn't give a fuck about color. Lightning doesn't see color. Lightning's, lightning's not a racist. And lightning also doesn't have jungle fever. It just strikes when it strikes and there's not much you can do about it. Now, this does, however, feel like a superstition that was born from sort of an allegory, right? Like this is a a superstition that that might have been originally conceived because it was meant to teach us a lesson, to train us in terms of how we behave and see in the world. Like if I were to guess, and this is not rooted in any research, but just sort of like uh, piecing together some of the clues in this superstition, if I were to guess this superstition of not wearing red in order to avoid being struck by lightning feels a little bit like a lesson in humility, 
right? You don't go out in dangerous situations, dangerous settings, presenting as someone flamboyant or braggadocious. You want to move with modesty or your ass is going to get struck. So a person walking out into a rainstorm wearing red, it's like a bold, a, a boisterous color, is probably going to get a negative response from the universe. That feels like the lesson that's on the back end of this. What's particularly interesting about this conspiracy theory, though, is that it has this weird existence across the world. I thought when I originally read your email, Wangari, I thought this is for sure just going to be a Kenyan thing and nowhere else. This is this is some shit that the Kenyans fuck with and everybody else is going to be like, we ain't never heard of that before in our lives. But apparently it's not just limited to Kenya. There are other countries in Africa that maintain this conspiracy theory. And for some reason, the other place where it seems to pop up the most is the Philippines. The Philippines and a number of countries in Africa are the ones who sort of maintain this singular superstition. And it got me wondering how a superstition about lightning seeing red makes it from Kenya to the Philippines or vice versa and nowhere in between. You know, how how does that happen? Because I can't imagine there's a big Filipino crossover in Kenya, you know? I don't... I don't imagine y'all have like a, a dope foreign exchange program with with the Philippines where there's just a bunch of Filipino people learning uh, to I, what do y'all do in Kenya? I know y'all got giraffes. That's that's about all I know. I'm very ignorant and I apologize for even speculating. I'm sure you have things much more important than just giraffes. But shit, I know there's giraffes there anyway. It got me thinking about the weird travels of other nonsense superstitions and how they make these sort of weird jumps. And what I ultimately discovered is that part of the way that these ideas travel is that at some point in history, what feels like silly ideas were not, in fact, as silly as we understand them to be. For example, I read an article, an Atlantic article, very reputable website, very reputable. But I read an Atlantic article about a common superstition that's that's maintained in Israel, Brazil, Egypt and Italy that says that if a mom ignores her unusual cravings during pregnancy, right, if she gets pregnant, and she starts having these cravings and she ignores them, the child will be born with a birthmark in the shape of that food that she was craving. Again, it's complete nonsense. There, there's no real logic to this superstition. But while you can easily call whatever that is stupid or absurd, if you trace back historically, there was a point in time where people where where more reputable people, scientists, politicians, philosophers were spreading these theories. Apparently, for example, Greek physician Galen. You this is back when when motherfuckers only had one name. <laughs> The Greeks were good for that shit. They just went by one name. So there was a motherfucker named Galen who was a physician, apparently like a very famous doctor. But he believed that a pregnant woman needed to uh, need only to look at an image of someone and her child might resemble that individual. Right. So basically you could use this conspiracy theory to your advantage as a pregnant woman by gazing. They, this was back in the day. They believed you could gaze at statues of a person you admired and and that would encourage 
your child to come out attractive. Whereas uh, alternatively, it could also have the opposite effect that according to to a person named Ambrose Pear, a surgical giant of the Renaissance, pregnant women who were exposed or even imagined alarming sights risk giving birth to malformed infants. Right. So they're saying if you stared at a at a handsome as a statue of, of Socrates, then your baby would come out handsome like Socrates, thick beard, small penis, but but good enough for back then. That's what they say. But then if you were to have bad imagery floating through your head, your baby would come out malformed. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Now, through the years, we've debunked these conspiracy theories, right? This theory began to be disproved by the surgeon William Hunter in the mid-1700s, right? But even as these theories are being disproved, 
they continued to be spread by specific individuals. There were plenty of so-called medical professionals and experts who continued to spread these theories and even publish articles on the subjects much later, including, and this is how crazy the spread becomes, there are even articles that were uncovered from as late as 1992. That's like two weeks ago. 1992, a, a real scientist, although now he's been delegitimized, but a real scientist of the time talking about the potential legitimacy of quote-unquote maternal impressions, which is exactly what we described, or, or I, we. Who else is here? It's just me alone in my room. But what I described earlier, that's right. There was a dude still being like, hey, if you stare at somebody handsome, you're going to have a handsome baby. In 1992. That's crazy. 1992, we were almost cloning sheep, and there's just one idiot being like, maternal impressions, though. Let's talk about that shit. And that is, I think, the way that these conspiracy theories and superstitions continue to spread. It's not that they spread over like uh, over like the masses, right? I don't know that that the public itself is absorbing all of this information and spreading it as a whole. It's more that individuals hold on to these ideas. And if you it only takes one person who is, quote unquote, a legitimate source to make the information feel legitimate for a community. And sometimes the legitimate source doesn't have to be rooted in science. Sometimes it's just a an elder or a person you respect. Sometimes it's just a person who represents a type of authority that you're not allowed to argue with. And one way or the other, if that authority exists, if it's a, if that respect exists, it allows for what we might consider silly ideas to keep kicking around, i.e. wearing red out in thunderstorms. Moreover, and I, I think this, this might be a, a helpful and I feel like we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but it's never it never hurts to repeat. Moreover, the real root of so many of these arguments seem to be rooted in trying to make sense of something that is either completely random or completely scary. When they back in old ancient Greece with their little penises and their togas and whatnot, they wore togas back then, right? Or is that the Romans? Again, not a learned man. And it's not specific to any culture. I'm not learning about none of y'all motherfuckers. I don't have time. I want to watch anime. I'm not about to. <laughs> I'm not studying you. The point is, back in those times when they are saying if you stare at something scary or sad, you are potentially running the risk of giving birth to a malformed infant. What they are trying to do is add in logic to something that is sometimes genetic or random, right? Diseases in, in babies and, and deformities are things that just happen. Sometimes they're, they're rooted in our blood, but they didn't have the skills to study blood and genetics back then. So it felt random. And instead of accepting the possibility that this was random, they go, well, there has to be a reason for this. You was looking at ugly statues. You was out here looking at, uh, at weird-eyed goats. And that's why your baby came out the way it did. And that's not true, but it probably helped 
help to comfort their nerves at the time, right? Lightning doesn't have a favorite color and it doesn't care what kind of person you are, right? Lightning just strikes at random and there's not much you can do about it. But by introducing a type of pseudo logic from both things you've observed and things you think you might be observing, these poor decisions, these things that feel out of control make it possible, right? It, it, it no longer feels out of control. It feels slightly controllable. So you go, hey, my mom got struck by lightning and she was wearing red. So nobody should wear red because lightning likes to strike ladies in red. And the reality was your mom should have had her ass in the house because it was raining outside and lightning just happens at random and it's dangerous. But you feel a little better knowing that the red is what what could save future family members from experiencing the same thing that your mother did. Okay, I think, I hope, Wangari, that this is, uh, that this was helpful or, or at least uh, made any sense. This was an interesting one, Wangari, and I, I do really hope to get to Kenya someday and tell some jokes. If y'all motherfuckers like to laugh and you understand very American references, then, then hell yeah, I'll come tell you, I'll tell jokes, but if I get there and y'all are like, hey man, we don't, we don't really know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like we ain't never even heard of half that stuff. Then now I'm just going to stay in America, Wangari. I'm not, I'm not a learned man enough, you know, learned a man enough. I'm not even good at talking, Wangari. Why would you invite me to your country to, to talk stupid in front of your people? Why don't you respect your people, Wangari? Shame on you. You're the monster here, not me. Anyway, if you, like Wangari, want to send me weird conspiracy theories about lightning and and who it's trying to fuck up next, <laughs> send me your uh your your conspiracies, your thoughts, your your emails to mymamapod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And uh if you live in Los Angeles, I would love for you to join me at and my monthly show, Langston, Kerman and Freaks, it, it's happening all at 7.30, you know, 7 o'clock, 7.30. Let's, it's 7.30. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 7.30 on December 15th. And I'd love for you to be there. I think we'll have a great time. I'll have lots of funny people there. I'll do a little bit of a longer set and, and we'll have, we'll have some laughs and I'm sure somebody will serve up some, some cocoa or at least uh, a chocolate martini. I bet the bartender can make a chocolate martini. If they you want them to heat it up, I'll bring like a lighter and we could just heat up a chocolate martini and we'll call that cocoa. That that's a Christmas to me. That sounds like a good ass Christmas. Anyway, okay, that's all I had to say. Bye, bitch. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. 
Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.